Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. Today joining us is Dr. Daniel Stevenson. Um, Say hello, Daniel. Hello, guys. Hey, um, and we also have Mr. R.L. Frazier and Dennis Burns with us today. How are y'all? We're good. Well, we're good. Waiting on the rain. <laughs> another one, another one, I know. Um, well, let's get started. Um, Daniel, you had released an article at the end of last week about ryegrass control. Do you want to touch on that for us to get started? Yeah, we're losing. <laughs> if we were in a fight, we're losing. It's kicking our butts, stomping a mud hole in us, like I said in the article. Uh, I know all of us, from you guys on the front lines to, to myself, been talking to these, talking to farmers, talking to dealers about using fall, something in the fall. That's the only way that we, we're going to combat and, and, and manage this problem. I mean, that's, that's where Mississippi had to move to. So I, I would advise any of these farmers who got buddies in Mississippi, ask them what they did to manage their ryegrass, and I'd bet a dollar that they said they did something in the fall. And we're going to have to move to that. Now, I understand erosion, and that's a valid concern, but we've got some great data that shows if you plant a cover crop, you can come in two about two weeks after emergence and apply dual magnum or even zidua and get relatively no injury to the to the cover crop, so you've got the cover crop physically competing with the ryegrass, and then you've got the dual or residual there to um, protect the row middles. And I just think that's a, a way I would like to see our guys go. But if we continue on the path we're going, Kylie, Dennis, and RL, and using clethodim, we're going to end up to where Roundup nor clethodim work. And we're not going to have a choice unless we start cutting ryegrass for hay. Yeah. Well, I mean, Daniel, I told, I called you. I've got a field in Tinsall Parish that's solid ryegrass that was sprayed, you know, with clethodim as part of the burn down, and yep. it didn't doesn't look like it phased it. A lot of times when you get multi-tillered large ryegrass, which is what we're seeing this year, it is very, very difficult for even uh, higher than normal use rate of clethodim to control it. We need to be targeting ryegrass with clethodim when it's about four inches tall, which is in January, which if everybody would take the time to go and find Mississippi State's recommendation, Dr. Bond and those guys got a nice little table telling you what to do. And that's what we've adopted. And they don't talk about tank mixing clethodim with 2,4-D and other herbicides. They talk about going out by itself in January when it's small. Well, what about um, there was some fit there was some put out last fall in Tinsall. <coughs> they sprayed with Gramoxone plus Leadoff. Mm -hmm. Did that and that seems to be yes. The the rim sulfuron portion of Leadoff does provide some good grass control. Uh, so I would I'd support that use um as long as it's labeled which it is so yeah i don't have no problem with it and that's why it works i mean rim sulfuron 
that's in lead off. That's why it's so good going into corn all from grass control. Right. That, that's his forte. It, uh, it worked. I mean, it did, did well. I mean, there was some bad. Only problem was it worked so well. It was just strictly bare ground over the winter. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, you know, shifting the, the hen bit, but it fits in this talk. I had a, a graduate student, Randy Woolham. Her thesis was fall applied herbicides for hen bit control. And her data roughly boiled down. Go, lead off, and valor applied during the month of November will keep you naked all the way till late February, which is not what we want. Yeah. That's the reason I really not rolled that data out to our growers. And you can't use those in cover crops anyway. So I mean, when Josh Copes was with us, you know, he and I did some studies on spraying into a cover crop with dual residual. That's just the way we've, we've got to go. Yeah, is that, is that a particular species of cover crop or just cereal rye, just whatever they want to plant? We looked at we looked at cereal rye, tillage radish, crimson clover, and Austrian winter pea. And now I, I'm not a cover crop expert, Dennis. You'd have to get some other guys on here. But from what I saw here is that rye, I was able to get a great stand. Yeah. Uh, clover is slow, so it's not going to compete well with rye grass. Yeah. Tillage radish did pretty good, but I saw some injury from the dual residua. Austrian winter pea, it's really hard to get a stand Austrian winter pea. So I would, in my opinion, so I'd say that's no competition. So really the most competitive cover crop that we have are cereals. Yeah. And I like cereal rye. I don't like wheat. And here's why, because our guys are not planting grain wheat. They're buying pasture wheat. Mm -hmm. And for some reason we're, struggling to kill it with glyphosate and i can't figure out why they let it get but, too big yeah well when i plant grain wheat here i've done it for two years on the research station just a grain wheat that dr Paget planted for me and i sprayed just a quart of power max december 15th january 1 january 10 january 20 january 30 and february 15th and every timing killed wheat yeah. every time but our guys can't kill pasture wheat. So there's something going on there. So instead of planting grain wheat this coming fall, I'm going to plant some pasture wheat and see what happens. Pasture wheat is nothing but just a mixture of, it's just a different varieties. It's just pasture, it's just a whole, it's just a mixture is all yeah. I always thought it was. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty sad. I'd ask a few people whether I could substitute grain wheat. It was just easier with, with Boyd planting a whole bunch of grain wheat on his research station to use some of his area. But yeah. I'm going to shift gears because our guys, I've gotten a lot of phone calls this year of guys struggling to kill wheat. Um, but rye responds very, very well to, to glyphosate. Yeah. So I, and I just like rye. I just think it's more competitive. Do yeah. I have data to support that? No, I just like rye. And we've lowered the seeding rate recommendations, or we got the NRCS to lower it based off some data from Josh Copes and, and Lisa Fultz. So, yeah. Dan, Dan, yes, sir. Let me let me interrupt, make sure I understood right. What you said was as far as treatments, that if you planted a cover crop, after it emerged, you 
could go in with your duel and stuff and not have any real serious injury to your cover crop, but yet hold the ryegrass back? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm only talking about uh, a group 15 herbicide, and the two that we evaluated were pyroxysulfone, which is sold as Zidua, and s but Josh and I both used the, the trade name Bill Magnum. So okay. that that's and we looked at two and four weeks after emergence and we found that the two weeks didn't you didn't see any injury to the cover. And what okay. that does, the, the ryegrass is of the cereal rye is of a size that you can withstand it and but it hasn't covered the middles enough to where the dual can reach the soil and do its job. So you've got physical competition from the cover and you've got herbicide um weed control so you've got two of the four facets of weed control daniel what about i interrupt you Ariel, but I, what That's about fine. Three, i just wanted to clarify that i understood him right first go round. what about ryegrass comes up say in february uh if you're going into corn then um paraquat if it's small if you're going into cotton or um, soybeans that's emerged, then you've got a multitude of options to kill it. Uh, clethodium if it's small, if it's still response to clethodium, um, tillage. There, there's lots of options because we got time going into soybeans and um, cotton. Okay. The problem is corn and if anybody plants any milo, that's where we get in a bind. Okay. Well, Kylie's got a bunch of milo. I got some. I hope it didn't go underwater because they were all planting last week. And I think somewhere down there they got about six inches of rain. So I don't know. It rained on us when we were planting it. There wasn't even a chance of rain that day. So <laughs> the luck wasn't in our favor. Well, unfortunately, I fear the faucet's going to be turning off shortly and we'll be begging for rain. I agree. We were talking about that last night. Um, it, it comes heavy and then it just stops. So. Yep. Yep. You'll be rolling pipe out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be that, talking about irrigation then. Yeah. Well. Well, um, the only other thing I wanted to talk about was the wheat note field day coming up. Unless you two have any more questions. No, I'm, I think Daniel covered everything really well. We're we all yeah. be scared of ryegrass. <laughs> oh good um when i wrote that article when i wrote that article i wasn't trying to to be a fear monger but i didn't know any other way to put it other than we're just getting heck beat out of us because well, it's, it's just increasing more and more and it's just not the northeast part of the state where you guys are it's happening you know in up in the northwest part of the state coming down the red river uh, st landry parish uh it's Rapides Parish, Avoles Parish. I mean, it's it's everywhere. It is, and and I thought about I thought about this morning, Daniel. I was coming riding to work, and almost every field I passed on each side of the road has at least one green ryegrass plant in it. Mm -hmm. And some of them been planting corn. Some of them are going to be beans. You know, they've been burned down a while, but it's got one at least one plant standing out in the field. And what should they do with that one, Dennis? 
Well, they should go out there and pull it up, but that ain't going to happen either. So. I know. It's not. It's hard to do. <laughs> I guess hard. we need to refer to your video. Daniel, Dennis, <laughs> yeah. I actually seen a cornfield last week. In fact, it was one of the fields that was in peanuts last year. Last week after they had corn up, they had spots to ride there all through it. And they actually had a whole hand crew out there chopping it up. That's great news. I'm glad to hear that. You know, now it wasn't solid. It was just spots all over 100 acres. Sure. They just, they just started walking it now. Let's be honest. If they were just chopping the top out of it, they probably done nothing but set it back a week. But if they were truly chopping and, you know, digging it up, basically, yeah. the roots. They were doing some uh, uh, pretty reasonable control, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Hey, I got to go. I got a, somebody here. See y'all later. All right. Thanks, Daniel. All right. Well, we'll close. Um, the only thing that I wanted to add was we have Wheat Note Cover Crop Field Day coming up, and that's going to be April 22nd in Winsboro. It'll start, I think, at 8 o'clock that morning, and then there'll be a box lunch to end. Um, but, Daniel, thank you so much for your time this morning, and we appreciate you joining us. And, um, listeners, we hope y'all join us again next time. Thank you. Bye-bye, guys. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local Extension office.